and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrow in the Field. And uh, this week, uh, we've, I think we've cleared everything up there, Ben, haven't we, off air? Jamie Heffernan and and the other lot. Anyway, we're off to yeah, Sandown. Yeah, done that, done it. No <laughs> yeah. need to go over it. <laughs> we're off to uh, Sandown this weekend for the Coral Clips card uh, with three races coming under focus from us. Although we will not be wasting our time with the forerunner, Coral Eclipse. What's going on there? Uh, we're starting things off with the Group 3 Coral Charge over five furlongs. Uh, great race, this. Loads of history in it. Uh, before taking in the Coral Challenge Handicap over a mile and then rounding off the pod blast this week uh, with the Coral Distaff, uh, also over one mile, the one-mile trip at uh, at Sundown. Uh, Coral um, looks, to be, uh, looks to be doing some sponsorship there. Uh, so let's crack on with things, uh, with coverage of the Coral Charge, uh, due off at uh, 1.50 on Saturday at Sundown. Ben, can you start us off with this one? Yeah, Coral Charge, Tony, some trends for me to consider for this one. Uh, 14 of the last 15 winners were aged 3 to 5. 14 of the last 15, rated 102 or higher. 14 of the last 15, 18 or less career starts. And 14 of the last 15 had won one of their last three starts. Uh, using those trends, I'd be looking at a shortlist of Anaf, Tiber Flow, and Get Ahead. And also, pull in Lady Hamana to that shortlist as well. Anaf comes in off the back of an excellent third in the King's Stand at Royal Ascot last time out. A career best effort. He was probably punching above his weight there. But in Group 3 or lower class races uh, and in fields of 12 or less, he has 5 wins and 4 places from 11 starts. They are all 5 of his career wins, so he gets his conditions here at Sandown. Uh, small concern for me would possibly be the fact he's in stall 11 of 11 and nothing has won this race from the widest stall in any of the last 26 renewals so a small concern for the, from the draw with me for Anaf, does have conditions in his favour though, Tiber Flow another one that comes in off the bank with your best you want to chip chase stakes in Newcastle last Saturday, we both had him Tony and our Dutch on the pod last week I thought he won quite well Indeed. Um, yeah he won well, they put cheek pieces on him here though, for only a second time. Um, didn't have him on last week. Not sure there's any need for that myself, although I suspect it's because they, they're going for five furlongs for the first time with him here. Maybe you want to try and lessen any chance of him getting detached in the early stages of the race. Uh, get Ahead comes in off the back of a short head second in our French Group 2 last time out. She had Marshman behind her that day. Um, she was also giving Marshman three pounds on that occasion. Here, she receives one pound from Marshman. So, bit of a swing the weights. Good chance of her rubber stamping that form in this race. Uh, she's entered up in Group 1s and Group 2s later in the season. Quite like get ahead's chances in this. And Lady Hamana, the other one on my shortlist, um, they put cheek pieces on her for the first time last time out, and that definitely improved her. She won over the course and distance in the listed Scottish stakes last night with those cheek pieces on. Um, she could have won by an even wider margin on the one and a quarter length. She did win by that day because she, she didn't get a clear run at the final furlong. Uh, 
pole and just had to sit and wait for a bit before streaking clear. I think she's possibly been overlooked a little in this, so a tight little contest, but the two I'm most interested in are Get Ahead and Lady Hamana. What have you got, Tony? Uh, yeah, I was looking at Lady Amana. Um, I, yeah, I thought she was uh, a little bit overpriced at the, the current prices. She has it to do off a, a 97 because um, seven of the last eight winners had an official rating of 107. And actually, between 107 and 109, uh, which is incredible when you when you look at the uh, at the race. The Coral Charge goes back to uh, 2009. Ben, the key races to look for. If you've got uh, time, King Stand, those coming from the King Stand, uh, those coming from the Scurry Stakes and also the Diamond Jubilee. Uh, I've got down here uh, a quality five-year-old, uh, one on later start at Windsor on good ground last month over a uh, of a similar trip. Uh, looks to have a decent draw in four. Uh, Diligent Harry as well is drawn six. Uh, Looked to be coming back to form at Salisbury when last seen in May, finishing fourth of nine. Beaten three quarters of a length in a bunch finish there as well. So, uh, he's down as finishing fourth of nine. He was only beaten three quarters of a length. Uh, the third in that race, of course, as we know, uh, Cardem uh, came out and won the Jubilee Stakes at uh, Royal Ascot at 80 to 1. Uh, Anaf as well, yeah, um, I like Anaf, uh, third of 17, beaten two and three quarter lengths behind Bradsell in the, uh, in the King stand. I think. I think, to be honest, in the previews tomorrow, there'll be too much emphasis put on horses, how well they ran behind Bradsell in the King stand. You've got Equilateral, Existent, uh, Marshman and uh, Russell as well uh, in that. And I think there'll be too much made of uh, how well they ran behind Bradsell in the King stand and may miss a few, like uh, Lady Hermana, which... Uh, uh, I certainly wouldn't put anybody off back in Lady Hermana uh, with some firms paying four places here, Ben. But as I say, she has it to do off off a mark of 97. But I'll be going with uh, Diligent Harry at uh, around 12 to 1 and uh, also Equality at around 8 to 1. They're me two uh, each way selections in that one in the uh, Coral Charge uh, just uh, just say again Coral Charge uh, since 2009 uh, there you go uh, 2.25 Sandown the Coral Challenge Class 2 handicap over one mile uh, Ben what are your thoughts on the Coral Challenge yeah it's a hard race to win from a wide draw uh, only one of the last 15 were drawn in the top quarter of the draw and only four of the last 48 win and place horses broke from the top quarter of the draw. So I'd personally be wanting plenty of positives for one that is drawn in the top quarter uh, before considering backing them. I have a short list of three for the race. Uzo, Perotto and Silent Film. Now, Uzo is one I noted from his run at Royal Ascot last time out in the Royal Hunt Cup. He finished 6th of 30 that day, and he should come on for the run, uh, as that was his first run for 117 days. And he always needs his first run off breaks of more than 60 days. He has prime conditions uh, on Saturday at Sandown. Those prime conditions being handicaps in January to July from marks of 94 or less. When he races under those conditions, three wins and seven places from 12 starts. That's all three of his clear wins. 
He's also buying at home at Sandown because he's got track form of first, second and third from three Sandown starts. So Uzo very much at the front of my thinking for this one. Uh, Perotto has been banging away in big field handicaps at Ascot on his last three starts. He's finished on place in all three of those runs, but he's not been beaten far in any of them. Uh, he's also never had prime conditions on any of those runs. Conditions do look suitable, though, for him on Saturday. Uh, in Class 2 or lower races from marks of 99 or less and off breaks of 25 days or less, he's four wins and two places from seven starts. All of those wins coming in the June to August period where he seems to be at his peak. So this does look a good spot for him and he looks to have plenty in his favour so Uzo and Perotto are the two I want to be with in the Coral Challenge Tony what have you got? Good stuff I do like uh, Uzo myself course winning distance winner as well Safi Osborne on there as well uh, yeah at the um, couple of the Coral Challenge I've got key races quite simply the Royal Hunt Cup uh, and also top weights are not from eight with just one hit in the frame. Uh, Royal Hunt Cup uh, qualifiers are Intelligent, Orban, Uzo, Perotto, uh, Positive and Revic as well. And I have to go with, uh, on, on my trends, uh, in, Indemnify, on the trends for me, course and distance winner uh, last time, in, when last seen in May, uh, beating eight rivals, one and a half lengths, Helm Rock, uh, back in second. It was 17 to 2 that day. And uh, also with Roger Varian's now moved to Alice Haynes, has a uh, mixed debut for Alice Haynes here, the Luke de Vega Gelding. Uh, that's around 6 to 1 indemnify. And uh, Revich for me here, Ben, on the trends and from the uh, from the Royal Hunt Cup. Uh, I do like uh, Revich, and he's, uh, he's quite a big price, actually. He's. Um, Around twenty-five to one, I think he's the outsider. Actually, he was—he uh, finished um, tenth of sixteen. He was eleventh of thirty overall. But he was tenth of sixteen in the group when they split up in the uh, Royal Hunt Cup, won by Jimi Hendrix, of course. Uh, he was eighty to one there that day. He did miss the break, and then things happened a little bit too quickly for uh, Revit. So he wasn't—he um, wasn't given a hard time there once the race was over. But uh, he has been running well. He's, uh, th- this season, um, started reasonably well in Doncaster in a handicap uh, in April. And then later that month, finished third of ten, four and a three-quarter lengths behind Jimi Hendrix at uh, Newbury over a mile. Then won at Chester, uh, a uh, seven and a half furlong handicap there off a £5 lower mark. And then ran well at the Derby meeting in the, the handicap there. Uh, he finished ninth of 12, but he was only beaten three and three, uh, three and a quarter lengths behind Austrian theory and ran, ran well on the, uh, on the Epsom track. And then, of course, as I say, last seen at uh, Ascot. So uh, you, can, uh, you can forget that. And he's a lot better than that, uh, uh, that run suggests. Revich at 25 to 1. Uh, so I'm top and tail in the, uh, the markets there, basically. Re- Revich, the outsider. And uh, having to go for the favourite here as well. Uh, indemnify on stable debut for Alice Haynes around 6 to 1. Uh, right, moving on. We are on to the Coral Distaff. Listed race over one mile. Uh, ben, your thoughts on the 3 o'clock at Sandown? Yeah, Coral Distaff, a listed race for three old fillies over a mile. Uh, I have another in here who I noted from the Royal Ascot run. That one is the Richard Hannon-trained Magical Sunset, who ran in the Sandringham Stakes at Ascot. 
she finished eighth of 29 in that race, but she actually won the race on her side of the track. Uh, she finished first of the group of 11 that came from the low numbers. Unfortunately, it was high to middle numbers where all the action was happening in the Sandingham. Um, she was an easy one for me, to be honest with you, to note as a badly drawn horse to follow. Uh, I also think she maybe is one that is our peak in the second half of the season because she is zero from four in April to June, compared to three from five in July and later. She's actually never run in July. That's three from five in August and later, but split the year and a half, I think she might just come to herself a bit more in the second half of the year. I've got a small suspicion that she there's potential she's best on a straight track, although not totally sold on that just yet, so happy to overlook that for now. Um, I also noted that Hannon, Richard Hannon, won this in 2016 with a filly who ran well from a poor draw in the Sandringham Stakes in our previous start. That was light up our world on that occasion. So Hannon knows how to keep one ticking from Royal Ascot to this Coral Distaff. And uh, Magical Sunset is my main interest in the Coral Distaff. But the other catch in my eye at slightly bigger prices, Back Sida for Carol Burke. She's one of the, the lower-rated horses in the field, but she did post one of the best last-time-out speed figures when winning at Newbury last-time-out. Uh, it's very interesting that Carol Burke comes here to a listed race. Instead of looking to make use of what's probably a very favourable rating uh, in a handicap, so he's, he kind of just skipped that and comes straight to a listed race, um, which is definitely interesting because, what is she on, 87, I think, is definitely below her ceiling. Uh, Carl Burke also, he's not all that frequent a visitor at Sandown. He's got a decent strike rate with his runners over a mile or shorter. It started 12 to 1 or shorter. It's a 19% win strike rate and a 50% win and play strike rate. This year alone, he sent four to Sandown that matched that criteria and they finished first, third, first and second. So he doesn't waste his bullets on the 249 mile trek to Sandown. Um, so backseat that, yeah, it looks a lively one, I think, around 10 to 1, and she along with Magical Sunset, maybe the two that interest me in the core of this stuff. Tony, what have you got for the one-mile race, Tony? Yeah, well, you've got them, you've certainly got the the correct key race, there's there's only one here, and that's the Sandringham Stakes, um, quite simply, uh, for the Coral Distaff. Uh, Breeze, Bridestones, Cellar, uh, Celebila, uh, Cara Savina, uh, Lady Alara, and Magical Sunset. Who I don't, it, I, I've, you give a good shout out for Magical Sunset there, mate, for uh, ammo racing. Uh, I like Bridestones, to be honest with you. I, I, I sort of ummed and ahed around and I thought just Bridestones has all the. Uh, all the, the right look for a, a, a distaff winner here. Uh, Godolphin, John and Thady Gosden train. William Buick's in the saddle as well. It's around seven to one. Uh, she, uh, she looks a good one to me. Tia Filio, uh, Tia Filio rather, um, uh, Philly. And uh, seven to one looks a decent a decent each way price. I'm just going to stick with that. That's the only one I'll be interested in. Um, sort of uh, one on debut at the end of last year very late developing two-year-old uh, one on her only uh, start as a two-year-old at Yarmouth and then hasn't had it all her own way uh, this year uh, Dubai duty free the group three it ran in and then it ran at Longchamp 
in uh, in a Group One contest, well beaten uh, and well beaten in the uh, Sandringham at thirty three to one, um, and uh, foot, but she she was fourth of eleven. In, in that group and uh, uh, actually the jockey said uh, that the filly was hampered in the Sandringham as well so I may have got a little bit closer than that uh, of that group of 11 uh, but 7-1 to one Bridestones for me Ben anything else uh, on the on the day mate? Uh, I've not had a look to be honest yeah. <laughs> I uh, I've only looked at this three when we're off when we finish recording I'll be getting stuck into it yeah and the, what have you got for your members um, this, this this weekend I think I will be, well, I know, I will be going to Haydock. For the Old Newton Cup? That's the one. Ah, top the Old Newton Cup, I will be covering that. I've just been trying to, I was kind of doing the trends. I've not fully tightened up. Might look at the Lancashire Oaks. Um, yep, so I think I'll be at Haydock. I usually be covering stuff. Eclipse, but four runners. Uh, no. <laughs> not going to waste Henry's time <laughs> doing that, to be honest with you. So, disappointing. Two good horses in it, but. Gosden Horse, I think, probably wins, but I, I probably won't be betting in it, you. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm look, looking forward to I like doing the uh, Old Newton Cup, and I'll be on TalkSport Cup presenting with uh, Lee McKenzie tomorrow afternoon, TalkSport 2, between 1 and 4, Haydock and Sandown. So if you're out in the car, uh, stick the uh, DAB on, TalkSport 2, between 1 and 4. Uh, you'll find me, self, and uh, Lee McKenzie there covering Haydock and Sandown. Many thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Racing Pod Blast. Hopefully we've pointed you towards a couple of more winners like we did last weekend. Mm. Uh, when we covered the Northumberland plate action from Newcastle and if you're an early riser you can catch me on Epic Radio weekdays 5 and 7 then Shadow Radio 7 till 9 and you can get more from Ben and uh, more racing notes and uh, little tidbits on narrowingthefield.co.uk that's narrowingthefield.co.uk cheers Ben and until next time thanks from us big thank you for listening have a great weekend everyone